You're listening to Excellence Above Talent, a podcast where we have the hard conversations about the lives of men and what leads us to achieve greatness and suffer defeat. Hear from other men's journeys as well, as we all learn and grow together to become inspirations to ourselves and those around us. And now your host, Aaron Thomas. What's up, my beautiful people? Aaron Thomas with Excellent Above Talent. I went on a little trip last week. I went to Dallas to see family. And my sister, I had gotten married in New York. And so we were having an engagement party for her in the Denton area. We had a fantastic time. It's always awesome when families can get together and combine to make a bigger family. But there was breakthroughs that happened after the party the next day that has stayed with me. And I just want to talk about uh, what happened. So we, as a family, we talk. There's, if there's issues, if there are things that are going on, uh, we talk in front of each other about the situations. And as a family, we, we were talking and it got kind of heated. But it wasn't like a bad heat. It was a good heat. There were some things that needed to be said, and they were said, and it was a beautiful thing. And I feel that awareness is key if you want to live your best life. And if you're not willing to deal with your weaknesses and your flaws, just like you're willing to deal with the good things, then you're missing out on life. You are living a half-filled life. Because a fulfilled life entails the good and the bad. It can't always be good. And I think that's a big issue that we see in our society today. It's always good. And if it's not good, then what is that person doing to prevent it from being good? And that person is not doing anything. That person has trauma. That person has pain. That person is going through a lot of things mentally. Uh, could be going through a, a lot of things financially, emotionally. Like, no one's perfect. And we're going to be dealing with, uh, with things. And it's okay. This society has villainized people who are human. We have put people on a pedestal. And we expect them to be perfect. We expect them not to mess up. And it's going to happen. You're going to get hurt by family and friends, by you know, people at your job, by society, it's, it's, it's going to happen and there's nothing you can do about it. On the outside, the only thing you can do on the inside is become aware of your feelings and emotions and act accordingly. Awareness is something that isn't taught because, my opinion, most people aren't aware of who they are as a person. Most people do things just to do things without really questioning why they're doing it. There's a lot of generational curses that have been broken because people started to question why families did the things that they did. There is a old proverb that uh, goes like this. There was a family who always got together and on on Thanksgiving uh, and made a big family meal. And for years and years and years and years, 
everyone cut the legs off the turkey. No one knew why. It was just something that great, great, great grandma did until somebody questioned, why do we cut the legs off the turkey? And because the question was asked, an answer was produced. And when great, great, great grandma was cooking back in her day, her oven wasn't big enough to fit the turkey in. So she had to cut off the legs in order for the turkey to fit. And as the family grew and as stoves gotten bigger, no one questioned why they did it. They would just cut the legs off the turkey until a question was asked. And I feel there's a lot of people in this world, in our society, in this community that that's doing things because the person before them did it and the person before them did it. And no one's asking the question, is it efficient? Does it still work? Is there an easier way? Is there a better way to do it? No one's asking the question. No one's asking themselves the question. Why do I drink until I black out? Why is porn a go-to when I'm feeling stressed? Why do I want to punch holes in walls when I'm mad? Why do I want to drive fast when I'm, uh, when I'm upset and angry? So because you don't ask the questions, you're not aware of why you do the things you do. And it's so easy yet difficult to do it. To ask the question is easy. To find the answer is so hard because you have to deal with your fears and your flaws and your weakness to get to a place where you understand why you do the things. you. So in Denton, as a family, we're sitting around the table and we're talking. One of the issues that that came up was generational wealth. And we have never been a family that has had money. We've struggled majority of our life. And I'm not saying struggle like we, it was like, you know, we weren't eating or anything. It was a struggle because we were surviving. We had just enough. And if anything bad happened, we were screwed, (laughs) putting it out there. But then we started to like take more of a deep dive. How do we learn about finance? Well, hell, we didn't. I didn't know what credit was. And I'm barely like understanding what it is now as a man. I didn't know how to budget money. We wasn't taught any of that. So we we were taught the survival method, survive at all costs. But then you look at my my grandparents on my mom's side, and it was, how how did they live? My grandma's 99. So she lived in, you know, a day and age where it was a struggle for a black woman to live in our society in America. And her grandparents worked on a plantation. So I'm two generations removed from slavery, two generations removed from slavery. So what do you think her parent or her parents taught her? And so for two generations, it was survive, survive, survive. But we live now in a society where you can become, do, and make have much money you want to make. You don't just have to survive. You can thrive in this world. And we talked about how poverty, people stay in poverty because they don't learn. Don't learn about finances. Don't learn about money. They stay in that survival mode because they're not learning about how to get out of that mode. And now my family, my brothers and sisters, we are all entrepreneurs. We have the side hustles that we do that if we continue to stay consistent, they'll all blow up. My cookie, my my older sister made cookies. My sister after her, she does hair and jewelry. Uh, she's super talented. My little brother has a, a cons- commercial cleaning company and he also has a lifestyle brand that he's trying to build up he has a podcast 
My little sister is a photographer. Her husband is a truck driver. I believe he's trying to find a way to own his own truck, or he might even has his own truck. And then my older sister's husband is uh, an entrepreneur as well. He is a chef, and he he makes hot sauces. So as a generation, we have flipped the script when it comes to we're done just surviving. We're trying to thrive. Now, don't get it twisted. Still surviving at this point right now. But the awareness of what it is that we're doing is now being picked up by our next generation of uh, family. And so now when they are growing up and trying to figure it out, they're not just surviving, they're thriving. And it's so important to be aware. Awareness is healing. You cannot heal if you're not aware of what's going on inside of you. And that's one of my three pillars that I believe in with this lifestyle brand that I'm trying to build. Excellence above talent. And the three pillars that make excellence above talent great is self-awareness, accountability, and purpose. If you can, in your life, connect all three of those together, your life will guarantee be better. And that's a 100% guarantee. If you are if you are aware of why you do the things you do, if you hold yourself accountable for the things, that, and if you find why you are put on this, you become unstoppable because you are free. You're not holding back. You're not afraid to be who you are as a person. Whatever you choose to be, you're aware, you're accountable, and you have a purpose. No one can tell you anything. So that was one thing we talked about around the table. The other thing was grudges. We hold grudges that we might not never talk about. And then we die. Not forgiving a brother or a sister for hurting us. And they might not even remember or know why. So I took my dad on this trip to Denton. And we all don't have a close relationship. But we were able to forgive and hash out some things that we felt my dad did. We were able to hash out and forgive some of the things that we felt like our siblings did. A lot of crying at the table, a lot of love, a lot of forgiveness. But the one thing that came to my mind the most was we're becoming more aware. There's awareness in this this family. We're trying to figure it out. We don't have to continue going down this path. We can break generational curses if we become aware. And on my dad's side, his dad left at an early age, and there was a lot of trauma and hurt that my dad went through because of it, and I don't think he never recovered. As a 67-year-old man, he is still hurt from that past. He wanted to break the cycle. He did not know how. He did not ask questions, and he continued the cycle. When him and my mom got divorced, and he walked out of our lives, my little brother has broken that cycle. He has four kids, and he's present in all of their lives. The next cycle that we, we want to break is the cycle of divorce. We are all married, not all of us. <laughs> but two of my sisters and my brother, they're married, and they're trying to figure it out. My marriage is in the clouds. I don't know where it's at. I don't know if it'll be something that we can salvage. But if possible, I'll salvage my marriage, not because of the cycle and breaking generational curses, but because I feel like marriage is more than what society makes it out to be. We're flawed. We're screwed up. We come into it screwed up. 
but I choose you. Flaws and all. Some flaws are bigger than others. If that person's willing to change. So we're trying to break that cycle of divorce in our family. We want this next generation to see how it's done. There is beauty in self-awareness. And that's kind of on the micro side of it or the macro. Let's go to the micro side. Let's talk about me, myself. Me becoming aware of why I did the things I did and how I put myself in situations that I shouldn't put myself in. And it created chaos in my life. And because of that chaos, I lost out on a lot of good things. But in being accountable and not running from my issue, I found purpose. And now I'm free. You cannot come at me and and tell me things because I'll tell you myself. I am aware. I am accountable. And in my accountability and awareness, I found purpose. I know it worked, but it worked for me. It's working for my family right now. It's working in our generation. So the next five to 10 years with my brothers and sisters, things won't be the same. Because once you start working on awareness, it becomes, you now just can't sit around and be blissfully ignorant. Now you know why. And so now you, your goal is now to work on how to get better and how to be better for yourself and for your family. It was just a beautiful reunion that we had. It's been a while since all of our family has gotten together, but to be able to sit down and discuss real life scenario and situation and leave that table with forgiveness and love and grace on it is a beautiful thing. And I think in, in this process that I'm going through, the process of hurting people or hurting someone that I really love. I don't know about that. I don't know if I could love her the way she could have been loved. I didn't love myself. So wanting to love her the way I thought I could and should love, I hurt someone that didn't deserve to be because I wasn't aware of my issues. I wasn't aware of my pain. I wasn't aware of my trauma. And I also didn't hold myself accountable. I found it easy to blame as to why I did the things I did. But in this process of awareness, of figuring out who I am, of becoming 100% accountable for everything that I do. People think it's too much. You can't be 100% accountable. The hell I can. If someone does me wrong, I am accountable for staying in that relationship or leaving. And if I stay, I'm accountable for all the hardships that come afterward. And if I leave, I am accountable for all the blessings that come afterward. I cannot blame this person for doing something that they might not even know why they're doing it. It's easy to blame the other person. It's easy to blame somebody else after why your life sucks, if it sucks, or if you're going through a hard time. It's easy to look around and be like, it's this person's fault, it's that person's or what actions am I doing or need to do to make my life better? Because at the end of the day, you're accountable for the actions of your life. And so when I walk around here and tell people, Everything is my fault. Everything is my fault because I don't have the energy to blame other people for where I'm at in life. Yes, they might have screwed me over, but I'm, I learned from that mistake or that choice. I try to figure out what happened, what red flags, what things that I missed that I should have caught, and then I move forward. I can't blame that person because people will only do what you allow them to do. Power is assumed. You don't have power if I don't give you power. If I give you power, then you have all the power. People will do what you allow them to do. And after they do you dirty, then you're blaming them for why your heart is broken or your life is the way it is. And energy isn't on what did I do to put myself in a situation where I did not see or where I gave 
my power to this person. So everything is my fault because I can learn from all of my struggles and pain and make it better. I can tell you as a person that has put a lot of his business out there that freedom comes from taking off your mask and not hiding who you are as a person to accept who you are as a person and to find ways to make yourself better. I expose myself. I I don't know how you talk about it now, but I talked about my demons and my issues and I still talk about them. I still talk about them still. But what people don't see is the work behind the scenes. The man you saw eight, nine months ago sitting in front of his camera crying about how he destroyed his marriage is not the man that you see today. The sad part is people will still put you in that box. People will hold you to your past and won't see the true you that's happening right in front of their face. It has nothing to do with you. The box that people put you in is a box that they have you in. You don't have to stay in that box. And if you didn't take off your mask and expose who you were as a person and as a man and your struggles and your temptation, they don't have nothing on you. But don't get it twisted. Just because someone is walking around here with their mask on, making this assumption that nothing bad is going on with them is a lie. It's simply a lie. And if we don't learn to start taking off our mask and being our true authentic selves, we will stay lost until we die. We will be lost in the effort to try to make people who don't even like us to like us so that we can feel some level of validation when you're letting the people who want to validate you walk right, right by you because they don't have enough status or money or prestige or because they're not a Democrat or Republican or because they're not white or black or Hispanic. You're looking for, for people to validate and you don't know who you are. So even if they validate you, you won't feel it or you'll feel it for a little bit, but then you'll go and you'll try to find that next hit of dopamine, the next person to validate you, validate yourself, love yourself, take off that mask, take off your mask. And if you have brothers and sisters, sit down, help each other take off each other's mask. And if there's mask with the family, if there's curses, generational curses, take those off too. Because something that, that, that I have learned in this process is that if I'm already open and vulnerable, I can't be hurt anymore, deeper than how I feel at that moment now. So if I tell you I had a porn addiction, if I told you that I wasn't faithful in my mind, what can you say to me to hurt me more deeply than how I already feel at that moment? I've realized that being open and vulnerable prevents other people from attacking your weaknesses. You can't attack them because I, I know what they are and I talk about them, not for fun, but because I know I'm not the only person going through. And if I can have one person out in this world be a better person and be a better man, I have done my job with this podcast. One person is all I need to create a ripple effect that could help create ripple effects for generations. You only need one and you might not never see the ripple effect that you help someone create. It doesn't mean it didn't start with you or it doesn't mean that you didn't help out with that. It's not fun being open and vulnerable. Quite frankly, it sucks because people assume they have some level of power over you because they know some of your business. So they hold you in a negative light for years when that person that exposed himself isn't the person that he is now. 
You can't hurt someone who's already open and vulnerable and talking about his weaknesses. There is no MO that you can use on me or anyone who chooses to live a life of freedom. And I respect people. Like if if I'm at a, a store and there's a white man and he doesn't like Negroes, he doesn't like black people, and he has the off to tell me I don't like your kind, I have more respect for that man than someone who acts like they like me and don't. Because how weak can you be as a person to fake liking somebody? And you don't care about that person's feelings. You just feel like you have to be fake versus someone who's like, I don't like your kind, boy. Well, sir, I'll shake your hand and I'll respect that. You can still get these hands, though. Try Jesus, not me. But I have more respect for somebody who will be upfront and frank with me versus someone who's a snake who tries to slither their way in and out of situations. You cannot hurt me. You cannot hurt anyone who chooses to be aware of themselves and to hold themselves accountable on all levels and all phases of life. Someone who's open and vulnerable and willing to talk about his screw-ups, his bad choices. I hate the word mistake. The things I did weren't, they weren't mistakes. They were bad choices. There is a difference between mistake and choice. A lot of guys say that it was a mistake to sleep with that woman. But there is no mistake in sleeping with someone else. You made a choice. You don't just slip and fall into something that isn't good for you. You've thought about it already. And then when the time was right, you made the choice to do what you did. So you can't mistakenly do things that you choose to do. You don't mistakenly put a hole in, in a wall. You don't mistakenly scream at somebody or hit somebody. It's a choice that you make. Your brain has to tell your arm to, to pick itself up, to ball a fist, and to swing. Your brain has to tell your arms to take off your clothes. And you don't just have one piece of clothes. You have multiple pieces of clothes. And there's a thought process that's going on. When you're taking off all of them, you know what you're doing. It's not a mistake. It's a choice. And we have to stop running around here talking about, I made a bad mistake. No, dude, you made bad choices. If you knew what you, if you knew that your bills needed to be paid and you go and you drink and you waste your money on booze and you don't have enough money to take care of your, your bills, your rent. And then you run around here talking about, man, I made a bad mistake. What mistake did you make? You made a choice. Choices come with consequences. So I'm telling my little nephews now, whatever choice you make, good or bad, there is consequences, good or bad. Be man enough to deal with the consequences. And if you don't want to deal with negative consequences, then you probably shouldn't be doing whatever it is that you're doing. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to be aware. It's a beautiful thing to sit down with family and to get to air out issues that have been holding grudges or holding us back as a family. It's just a good thing all around. To be aware, to be accountable, and to find your purpose. To to unmask yourself and be your true, authentic, beautiful self. Being 100% you is such a beautiful thing. So, if anyone hasn't told you today, they love you. Let me be the first. I love you. You're awesome. You're amazing. You deserve the best this world has to offer. Give up. Do not quit. The world doesn't get easy. Great Friday. Enjoy the wet the rest of your week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 
And for daily motivational and up-to-date content, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Excellence Above Talent. And remember, keep moving forward, never give up, and you are never alone in this battle. We'll see you next time.